In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast After Dark. I am Zach Romero. Joining me here, as always, is one Chad Allen. Hey, everybody. And, uh, Chad, before we get into things here, a couple of announcements up top. So first of all, like we said last week, uh, Fully Gimmicked is still supporting the Black Lives Matter protests and movement. And yeah. so uh, any purchases on the website right now, uh, a portion of that is going towards uh, those funds, those, you know, um, uh, those programs. The, the Basically, we're just all throwing that money at uh, Black Lives Matter and helping the movement. Um, but in addition to that and our new uh, phone number that you should definitely be calling, Chad, what is that number? Uh, that number uh, is 54194. Nerds five four one ninety four nerds N E D R S. So call it and get at us, or you ain't shit. And before we get to our specific, actual focus, we took our ginkgo wrestling episode of the IndieCast here. I gotta ask a question that's gonna derail things. Okay. Now you and I both frequent theme parks. You and I both uh, usually heavily bearded men. Yeah. So uh, sometimes. Uh, heat can be an issue. So my question to you as a personal preference, which is more important for you? Comfortable clothes, which includes shoes, or body temperature? Ooh, uh, I'll be honest. One usually begets the other because if, if you picked your clothes out properly, that does indeed help the body temperature. Now, me being an especially uh, rotund gentleman, uh, a, a fat guy in a little park as we're uh <laughs> as it were um Can't wait for that for that uh, campaign to begin yeah oh, don't worry it'll it'll start once in, in probably in july um see the problem is you brought shoes into it if you hadn't mentioned shoes, i know it would be body temperature but otherwise yeah because you have to have the comfy shoes because uh, that's a lot of walking especially for a guy my size so I'll have to go close on that one, but boy, is body temperature like a one, a one B on that one. That's not even a two. That's a one A, one B. Because there's definitely me, a lot of a lot of water, and uh, yes. I actually just put in an order for uh, a neck fan uh, well, for when I go to the parks next, so I have the neck fan going. <laughs> it's really you're moving up in the world. I am. Um, for me, it's comfort because I'm never going to be. It's got it's got to be comfortable clothes. Because I'm never going to be comfortable body temperature. Like any kind of theme parking in Florida, (coughs) there's no way. That's a lost cause to be comfortable temperature wise. I'm going to be sweaty. That's just the end of it. Um, I'm naturally a furnace already. So unless it's like magically freezing out, I'm going to be sweaty. So I just have to make peace with that. And we live in Florida. So it's never magically like frigid out for the most part. so. So for me, it's like, Try to get the comfortable shoes, you know, uh, put on the kind of like the, the tight undies, but the loose shorts powder up and just hope for the best. Right. Powder up lots of de- you know, like load on the deodorant. Right. Um, and usually for me, I don't, do you normally go see, I normally actually when especially when I'm going to be at the parks for a while, I actually usually go, um, more, like kind of casual button up shirt. Cause I've discovered that those shirts tend to be because they're a little more billowy tend to keep me a little cooler than if I just throw on the regular old t-shirt. I have not explored that option yet, but I perhaps should start. You probably, you've got, you've got a lot more, more interesting button ups than I do too. <laughs> That's, so. true. That's true. You have quite the collection of interesting button ups that you could be using. So. Yeah, which is made for very awkward conversations in the workplace because I've just started throwing out boring dress shirts. So now I'm wearing my button-ups that I would wear for wrestling to work. I'm like, oh, great. Now I get to explain why I'm wearing a shining shirt in the office. Wonderful. I just go with it. Who cares? 
<laughs> no, but so, um, so that's my really, derailment question. Anything from you? Um, no, though I will say, and and I can also put this over slightly for us. Uh, the other shirt that I will uh, tend to wear out uh, uh, to the theme park, especially when it's going to be warm, is actually the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network Pride shirt. Excellent. Uh, that's uh, part because I like to put over the uh, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network wherever I go. Um, but also, that's a damn that's a damn soft and cool shirt. So uh, <laughs> very true. You should you should go buy one at, at fullygimmick.com. Uh, good good plug. Good plug there. So, but no, uh, uh, I, I actually I actually don't have anything to derail this week. Sadly, well, I was going to say um, before we we jump into our main topics here, I'll I guess I'll I'll end with this. Um, when you're going you know, to the theme park, it's the summer, all that. Uh, are you thinking hat or no hat? I uh, see for me, because I shave my head and I burn pretty easily. I do tend to go hat. Oh uh, yeah. I'm getting laid for sure today. Um, but what the, why was that? That's, that's an internet reference. Don't you worry about it, dad. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to explain this to that one to me when we get done with the show. Because I, I don't get that one at all. But no, I do go hat. Um, but I have uh, lately turned over to the like trucker style hats. Um, you know, with the mesh back, so that does keep me a little bit a little bit cooler on that instance. But well, I'm definitely one of those ones that you will see me uh, have to stop every once in a while and take the hat off and like wet my head down a little <laughs> bit so I don't over so I don't overheat and I really so- like. So needless to say, we started this episode with actual useful facts for people coming to like theme parks for the first time. Not exactly. like, oh, well, if you call the, the castmates by their name, they love that. Like, no, 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 none of that shit. No. Maybe button up, you know, definitely wet the forehead. Yeah. Go with sunscreen, that. sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. If you're pale like me. Potential uh, neck fan. Yeah. Make it a day. Next- neck fan make it a day if you can get some of those like cooling snap towels those aren't bad either but uh they they uh they warm up a lot quicker than you think they will like you're gonna like run it under water and it's like for a second it's like ah but then two seconds later it's like like, "Mm." just like it's just it's just damp blanket on me delightful um exactly so anyway all right that was my derailment question so let's uh let's actually focus up here a lot of drama 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 uh, some that we were going to cover and some we're not getting near with a, I was going to say there's and foot pole. There's a, there's enough is too much in this case. There's just too much right. to really get into. But, uh, in any case, one thing that, uh, kind of hits somewhat close to home because it's, it all takes place in Florida is strange things are brewing over with, uh, evolve wrestling from part of the WWN network. And, uh, so I don't have the full timeline here, but basically, uh, middle to late last week, as of time of recording, there were some scuttlebutt going around that WWE had plans to purchase, uh, the wrestling company evolve now teeny tiny bit of context here for the last, I don't know, year or so, probably longer. Evolve has had a working relationship with the WWE and specifically NXT. A lot of NXT guys have come down and done like meet and greets for Evolve shows. They've been involved in Evolve uh, Evolve storylines. They held Evolve titles in some cases. Um, So this isn't some like brand spanking new development by any means. But the first sort of rumor going around was, okay, WWE is going to finally pull the trigger on this and uh, and is going to pick up, uh, you know, Evolve. Uh, then the game of telephone began, became, oh, Evolve's filing bankruptcy. And and then it was, well, all of WWN, the, the Wrestling World Network, or World Wrestling Network, is filing bankruptcy, which that's weird to even consider what that even means because there are several companies within the WWN that is owned by the same person, but there's also plenty of companies that aren't. Like Kaiju Big Battle isn't owned by WWN. They just happen to be part of it. PWG isn't owned by WWN. It just happens to be part of it. So uh, that's a weird kind of... But anyway, so then it became um, that Evolve was going on indefinite postponement, I guess. How is it worded, Chad? I, I'm, I'm losing the thread here. 
Uh, I would have to look up the exact wording, but I believe as a as it is listed, uh, uh, Gabe Sapolsky had sent sent something to I guess a WWN uh, like wrestlers group on Facebook or Messenger or something like that uh, to basically state that they would be running uh, no further shows for the foreseeable future, uh, and that basically they were going to be closing down uh, said groups in a little while um, to basically disperse everybody from from there um you know you are you are free to go as as you like i guess because I, I do believe some people are under wwn contracts uh as far as as far as i know so how that exactly handles in this instance is obviously a huge question mark on that one right. um, but yeah I, I think ultimately you're you're not losing the thread too much yeah so you know like you said the rumor was wwe is going to buy then there was WWN is declaring bankruptcy. Um, that, you know, the story about, you know, hey, we're not running any more shows comes out. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky puts all Evolve and, you know, DVDs and stuff on sale for 50% off on, on the WWN page. Um, which, which Gabe- yeah, so, so to get into slightly more detail on that. So uh, a report came out. So the, the message uh, of this, like, wrestler private group from... Gabe was not announced by WWN or Evolve. It was a report that was filed by a a wrestling journalist um, who basically got a screenshot of it from some unknown, you know, person. From one was able to and was able to confirm the names and blah blah blah. So basically, it was done by a third party of like a hey, they're postponing things indefinitely and they're going to break things up and Evolve's not running anymore. So again, no official statement as far as I saw. Then WWN starts putting everything on sale. Right. Then there's a tweet released by Gabe that soon thereafter is deleted. But in the tweet, he said, hey, this is your last chance to get original designed Evolve shirts for cheap because we're never going to reprint these. And you can wear these ironically when you go and support PWG and freelance and a AW and any show that Effie's on. Um, yeah, so he makes that. He, so he sends that tweet out and everyone dunks on him for it. So he eventually takes it down. So before we get into that tweet, let's talk a little bit about evolve in general and, and what this potential shutdown means, even though we still haven't gotten full confirmation that, right quote-unquote joke tweet by Gabe is the closest thing we've gotten to an official statement. As far as I've seen, maybe I missed something, but as far as I've seen, that's the closest we've gotten to any kind of official word of like, hey, we're closing up shop. Right. So, let's start there. In your opinion, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about, you know, let's say Evolve is, is closing the doors here. What do you? What does that mean for independent wrestling? What does that mean for the lineage of Evolve? And what does that mean for WWE? Um, well, for WWE, it means a new tape library. Because I'll be honest, right. that's all that. Let's be honest. I, I don't think WWE, for the most part, cares all that much about putting on Evolve shows or taking over the Evolve name or doing anything with Evolve. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I, I think their main interest is is that video library and getting the getting the the grab of that because then you've got um, you know obviously Johnny Gargano has spent a lot of time in Evolve right that was kind of his home company for quite a while uh, Tomasa Ciampa has gone through Evolve um, and has a lot of stuff there like there is legitimately probably a good chunk of their NXT roster that has probably at one point of time or another gone through Evolve. Um, and they, they're going to take those videos and, and run with it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, oh God, why, why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, Matt Riddle uh, had a huge run in Evolve. They're going to want that video footage, so that that's ultimately what they're looking for. So as, as far as WWE concerned, it's tapes. That's what right. that's what they're looking for on that one to get the rights to them, and they will probably pay a pretty penny for them. 
Um, what does it mean for independent wrestling? I'll be honest, not nearly as much as I think it would have if this happened maybe three, four years ago. Okay. Um, I, I feel like personally, at least the interest that was, uh, evolved in the, you know, the big name value it had, at least to me, I feel like has lessened in the last few years. Um, and I don't know exactly why they've, they've had some good talent coming through there. They've had some, you know, some interesting matches. I, I just question, and I guess this was biggest complaint when it came to evolve. And I don't know if maybe this was the problem or not was that maybe they tried too hard to be so into actual, you know, we're serious wrestling, um, that the you know that they missed the opportunity to have some to have some fun with it from time to time. Um, I, I just question if it was just too much serious serious business, as it were. And I, I just don't know, you know, if that draws as well in the U.S. Like New Japan and the like, it's it's something else. But even New Japan has their you know characters like Yano and stuff like that that they. There's some levity involved with it. I just felt like there was never that type of levity as it pertained to to them to evolve. Um, I can certainly see that. It, I, I mean, you know, we can call a spade a spade here. Like it, it's tough to it's tough to put serious wrestling on a t-shirt. You know, it's it's true. It's tough to market that to all demographics. And I think AEW has struggled with that from time to time in terms of, you know, really leaning into, you know, a particular genre of wrestling and then getting a vocal minority to kind of, you know, say, Hey, no, we're not really interested. And you're like, all right, well, well, how about this then? So I don't necessarily condemn, uh, evolve for really doubling down on like, Hey, we want to be taken seriously as a sport and, you know, this is going to be a serious business, not so much goofy in games, but maybe you're right. Maybe this isn't quite the the country to try to run that in because, you know, there's a lot of different people in the ice cream shop and they want a lot of different flavor options. Right. I also kind of wonder if part of the other problem they were having was you know, kind of continuing to build new talent that people were interested in, um, you know, cause they were losing a lot of people to, to NXT, you know, obviously Gargano moved on and well, uh, Riddle moved on and stuff like that. Well, I, I think specifically in the, you know, more recent couple of years, I think the focus obviously was split pretty heavily in terms of, Hey, we want to put on a show with, you know, the talent we want and, you know, make the best show possible as well as we have to carry whatever it is that NXT wants to do. Right. If it's, they want to send Adam Cole down to do a seminar and wrestle with somebody. Okay. Well now you got to rearrange the, you know, the, 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 the dining room arrangement to fit that in. You know, or, or, oh, this tag team from NXT is coming down and, you know, we got to make room for that. So I think for the last couple of years, their focus just had to have been split. Not saying good or bad or indifferent, but had to have been split. I guess that, that does make me question, though, is how I don't know if that's necessarily any different, though, than than any other independent company around here that brings in a, you know, like a legend name or, a you know you know, a bigger name from another company down to be the attraction portion of the show. I mean, we've, we've been to enough wrestling shows where like the main event is the, you know, the, whoever the big star of the company is, and he's going to take on, you know, the honky tonk man or something like that to draw in the, to draw in the casual fans. Uh, And I, and I question if ultimately that's just not what they were trying to do by, by kind of, you know, I, you know, to, to, for lack of a better term, riding the coattails of NXT a bit, which is, which has got that internet buzz, which I think is always kind of what Evolve strived on, was the you know the the internet buzz of their shows to 
gain new fans in there. And when I, when I, and like I said, I think I question if maybe they hadn't lost some of the luster on the internet. So they were using something like that NXT rub to try to, to try to gain people back to, to put eyes on their shows again. Well, true. But to your analogy of like, Hey, we're going to have, you know, our main guy take on, you know, famous guy from TV to get in the casual fans. I think that that falls apart when you're dealing with, well, your big names were from NXT who let us not forget is still the developmental show. True. So it's not like you were bringing in like, okay, Shawn Michaels is going to fight, you know, uh, Timothy Thatcher in, you know, in, in, in evolve. It's like, no, it's going to be guy who just left the Indies and is in NXT is coming back to the Indies to fight another indie guy. True. So internet buzz wise, sure. But I think it also goes back to the, like, you can't, as much as they are vocal and, and loud and obnoxious, you can't necessarily put everything. You can't put all your stock into like, well, does Twitter like it? Because Twitter is still a small amount of your overall fan base in a lot of times. Sure. But would you agree though, that, that companies like Evolve probably put too much stock into stuff like that? Um, well, I, I don't know simply because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't standing next to the booking committee going like, Hmm, yes, good call. But I mean, also in a certain instance, if that's the only, you know, uh, feedback you're getting, let's say is, is from Twitter, then yeah, maybe you try to appeal to that as best you can, you know? So again, there's a lot of things that are up in the air in terms of like, we don't have all the answers in terms of like, well, they knew every time NXT was showing up to, you know, they want to do this. They knew, they knew well, we don't know that. You know, we don't know exactly what the booking decisions were, but like I said, I think we can all agree that there was at least split focus in terms of, you know, they weren't just going like, we're just going to be the best indie wrestling company out there. And that's it. It was like, well, we're going to try that, but also we need to try out these new talents because triple H wants to see how this guy can go. Right. And also we got to do this and this and that, you know, so like perfect example. Shotzi Blackheart gets signed to Evolve as like the first female signed talent for Evolve in the company's history. And okay, great. And she's having some matches. Okay, great. And then she's on the network, uh, you know, special. And then suddenly she's signed to NXT. Right. Could that be just a giant short term coincidence? Sure, I suppose. Could it be, hey, somebody in WWE was like, hey, the Shotzi Blackheart's pretty interesting. Can we take her for like a test drive and see how she works regularly in an Evolve ring? Hey, turns out our suspicions were correct. She's fantastic. Well, then let's sign her up. Correct. You know, that kind of a thing. It's hard to tell, you know, what the balance was, if there was any balance. So there's a lot of things that I think are still up in the air in terms of like, you know, why weren't they getting the kind of, feedback that they were before because even recently they've been doing because obviously with the pandemic they haven't had an, any new content to show sure on the WWE network so they've been doing a lot of best ofs and a lot of like hey remember this match and all that and a lot of evolved stuff that they were showcasing was stuff from like five six seven years ago right like hey here's when Timothy Thatcher first showed up or Hey, here's Zack Sabre Jr. or or Chris Hero and, you know, these guys who were there, you know, over five years ago, which don't be wrong. They're picking excellent matches. They're all very, very good. However, the bottom line is there's not a ton of stuff. And again, I could be glossing over something. I might be missing something, but there wasn't a ton from like, hey, best of six months ago like oh wow you know it's a lot of stuff that's kind of pre getting involved in nxt Mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah and like you said i think that somewhere along the way in those last three to four years and i think that kind of proves proves my point a little bit that they started losing their luster some somewhere along the way there and i don't and i don't know what caused it or if it like you said it may have been the imbalance with nxt uh you know working with them or 
you know, who knows what, but there's, there's something where they lost their footing a little bit about three, four years ago. So uh, if this is ultimately what happens, I'm questioning if the writing wasn't a little bit already on the wall in that instance. And they've been getting a lot of like, they've been getting a lot of press lately, uh, evolve in WM, but it hasn't always been the best press. Like, right. I, I know there was obviously the big question, you know, and it's funny that Effie got brought up on like in that tweet because Part of the, you know, the whole reason between, you know, the heat between Effie and Gabe and them was Effie going on to a, another podcast and talking about how WWM basically didn't pay talent. Right. Um, and, you know, that's those type of things that, you know, when those get, when things like that get released, whether it's true or untrue, and I, I have no knowledge whatsoever if it's true or not, I, I've heard enough rumors um that you know make me question if it's not true because a lot of people are coming up with very similar stories right um, but that you know that if you're not going to deal with you know if you're not going to deal with talent properly that's that's not only going to have a you know a negative reaction to talent that that could be working for you that you could be using to build those next stars but there's going to be some fans that are going to uh, interestingly enough take kind of take offense to that because they have certain people that they back and they want to see that may be getting used on Evolve, but they want to make sure they're being treated, you know, treated fairly for their entertainment value. And, and I guess if there's nothing else I can, you know, we've said a lot of bad things about the internet wrestling community, but when they back somebody or they have interest in, in a wrestler, they want to see that wrestler, you know, move up to, you know, that next level. And that includes, you know, things like that. And I, and I question if that didn't, that didn't hurt some things as well. Just having that like negative stigma kind of hanging over them on top of it. So. Well, and I think you've really come across something, you know, absolutely monumental here. We've complained about, you know, the, uh, the internet, uh, you know, the, the internet wave of, uh, of comments, we'll say, um, uh, yeah. The uh, I'm trying to be a professional. You PG'd it. You PG'd it. That's so adorable. uh, Okay. But, uh, you know, as soon as it came out that, like, hey, they're going to have a working relationship with the WWE, there was automatically people who already didn't like the brand who was just looking for them to slip on their dicks. Right. And, Chad, you've been around wrestling a long time, especially in the last Mm -hmm. few years. You've gotten way closer to behind the scenes stuff than I think, you know, a lot of people get to, mm-hmm. I obviously have been involved in, in a lot of backstage, uh, uh, work with, with wrestling. We both know that evolve is not the first company to pull that kind of shit of like, well, you're getting an exposure or you're getting a t-shirt. However, when you say we are best as best friends with the WWE who is made up of all of the money. Right. That's going to look extra bad. Right. And so I think stuff like that was a matter of time before people were going to jump all over it. Now, does that make evolve innocent? Absolutely not. But my point is, You've got a company that's trying to be serious business, which not that's not everybody's cup of tea. You've got a company that is making it very apparent they're working with one of the biggest entertainment juggernauts in the world. Mm-hmm. And then any sort of bad press is going to look 10 times worse because of right. these things. Yes. And so, like you said, maybe it was just a matter of time before they were like, you know what? Why don't we just fold this all in? Sure. And and you're absolutely right. You and me both have a, a, a much bigger glimpse into the kind of the backstage than we have ever in our in our past. And I've been a wrestling fan since I was six and I turned 44 this year. Um, but and you're right. They're not the only company to pull this, but they're probably one of the biggest companies to pull this. Right. And that's and that's the worst part when you even before the agreement with WWE. Like. Had you know, kind of that name value of, Hey, we're evolved. We are, you know, we're that company that was like co-started by CM Punk and named by Daniel, you know, named by Brian Danielson. 
mm-hmm. you know, because that's always like the things that they kind of hype, you know, and we've had every big name in the world come through our doors at one point of time or another um, and look at all this talent and everything that we've done and blah, blah, blah. And then you are still like cheapskating talent. Yeah, you, you may so, not be the only one that did it, but you're definitely you're definitely going to be the ones that are going to get slapped the hardest for it because of all that. So with that being said, mm-hmm. let's jump into part two here. So as you said, you know, the this game of telephone is is coming down the pipeline that, you know, WWE may be grabbing Evolve or they're closing up shop or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then Gabe sends out a tweet saying, hey, original Evolve shirts are on sale. This is the last time you're going to be able to get them. And you can wear them ironically to all these other companies or any show that Effie's on. Now, he claims after the fact that the tweet was in good faith, was it was, you know, in, in with a sense of humor and was attempting to put over the future of, of indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. However, my question is, if you're in Gabe Sapolsky's position, do you even have that option anymore? Like, no. do you even have the opportunity to have fun or be like kind of self-deprecating or like, ha, 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 like we're all just kind of having fun here? You know, do you even have that opportunity anymore? Uh, see, and I want to I want to state for state part of this for the record. I have never met Gabe Sapolsky in person ever. Uh, I've seen him like at shows because i've been to evolve shows and he's usually there and um from what i know and what i have heard and again this is second and third hand um gabe sapolsky doesn't seem like the goofy fun loving type Mm -hmm. i don't think he ever has been i think he's serious business which is why evolve is the way it is because he's he he saw what looked like a a niche market that was and especially at the time that like because you got to remember he he had a hand in starting Ring of Honor right and I and Ring of Honor when it first started I think was kind of what he was looking for for Evolve um, because at the time like we were coming off of like ECW and Combat Zone and you know the Attitude Era and blah 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 and I think that at that time frame going for a, hey, no, we're serious business type company made made sense. And that's what he tried to kind of continue as the as almost the successor of Ring of Honor with something like Evolve. Um, but at no point of time have, have I ever thought like, hey, Gabe's probably a really funny guy. He might be. He might be a fucking comedian for all I know. Um, but But that's not what I'm getting. So to try to like ham it up now, Especially when, you know, like, the rumor that your company is like falling apart um, is very odd to me. I mean, yay mentioning you know some of these other companies, like, and I'm trying to find the tweet again real quick here because I know I had it um, sitting here a little while ago, but it's um, oh God bless America. Well, and it's one of those cases again where, like, like I said, I don't know Gabe, you know, at all. But he has had social media battles before. He's had, you know, lots of stuff flung at him over right. the years. So I don't really think, and, you know, I'm I'm sure he would admit that, you know, he's burned bridges left and right and, yes. you know, all this and that. So I don't, I just don't think, unfortunately, he's in a position where he gets to not be business time with his social media like no right. one's giving him the benefit of the doubt at this point right so that and was yeah, a, I mean, that was a ballsy move and it didn't pay off right no don't get me wrong good job you know putting over gcw pwg aaw beyond freelance um and i think the, the funniest part is you know what i saw get the most heat off of this chat off of this little uh this tweet here was whatever the the line whatever show effie is working um, because a lot of people were definitely talking about how, you know, Effie has definitely taken up, uh, 
taking up shop in in Gabe Sapolsky's head for all the all that been said and done in this instance, and I think that's funny too. But um, no, yeah, it, definitely. I don't I don't know if this was necessarily the joking time, and I think he learned pretty quickly that wasn't the case because. Uh, yeah, definitely became the you know the Comedy Central roast of Gabe Sapolsky after that one came out. So right. So what do you think this means going forward? Does this is there any kind of lesson to be taken away from any of this, or where where do we all go from here? Um, the funny part is I don't know really if there you know if there is a major lesson to be taken. I think the funny part is certain. Yeah, well, you know, no, actually, you know what? Here is the, here is the lesson of this one. Um, if your company is named Evolve, um, you probably should from time to time. Okay, and that's I think, fair. And I, and I think that might have been their biggest problem is they never really changed their trajectory in the entire time they were in, which worked out for a while. But, you know, I think by the time that he realized that oh, we should probably do something different or, you know, come up with something a little bit newer to keep fans interested. It was already too late. Um, you know, and, and I think that's going to be the hardest, the hardest thing on that one. And like, you know, you can look at other companies, you know, obviously even WWE itself has, has had to evolve over the years. Like the, you know, the wrestling types that they had when like Bruno San Martino was champ would not work in today's market. I don't think, you know, you know, if you brought out somebody who was like Hogan today, um, that it would get that it would get the same reaction that it did in you know eighty three to eighty six. Um, you have to change; things have to adjust, and um, we can make fun of like Vince and company all we want for how they take forever to to try to kind of change over to something else or need to have something major happen, like you know the WCW NWO stuff. To make them go, oh, hold it! We should maybe do something different. Um, but at least at some point of time, they realize we should do something different. And they change, and I don't think Gabe ever did. Um, okay. And I think it ultimately cost him because it's going. I think it's going to cost him a ball. Um, I think he had a great idea with Shine that ended up. They, I, I don't think they kept up with it the way they should have, and then that ended up kind of fizzling out. Um, they tried to bring back FIP a few times and that seemed like a, a good idea. And I don't know what they're kind of doing. I don't, you know, because obviously we've got a whole WWN family of, of companies that were, you know, specifically under the WWN banner, not just working with them like they were with like PWG mm-hmm. um, or Kaiju, like you had mentioned, um, like, you know, FIP is a WWN company. Right. What's going to happen with that now? Like, is that and same thing with gone? shine and right. Um, you know, there, there's other companies that are supposedly under that banner that just now stop happening. And the part that I think stinks the most about this, and, and it's the one thing I always say whenever a wrestling company closes down, is that's one less place for people to, to work. Um, you know, that, like I said, what we can, you know, kind of talk about, you know, how badly he paid or didn't pay at all sometimes, but there were people that were definitely making their living through WWN who had contracts with WWN, um, that now are, you know, going to have to try to find something else. The good news is the people that they had signed under contract for the most part, from what I know, you know are some very talented individuals. I, I, I like, like if I correct, I thought like James Drake was under a WWN contract mm-hmm. and I could be completely wrong. Uh, and if I am, I'm sorry. Uh, and James Drake, if you're listening to this, uh, we'd like to have you on the show, please. Uh, right. message um, uh, but like, you know, that that's a, a talented individual who should be seen on a bigger stage. Um, and it's, and it's too bad that he won't be if Evolve does close down. Cause I, I don't know if that would be the type of person that NXT would sign. Um, but maybe, you know, hopefully AEW or somebody like that will, will pick somebody up like him who, who deserves to be seen. Um, well, speaking of AEW, Mm -hmm. we've had, uh, uh, a somewhat of a development kind of, uh, come together here Yes. in terms of, uh, now I missed, how did this all start? How did this whole thing start? I, you know what the funny part is? Here's how I found out about it was legitimately somebody had written an article on one of the wrestling news sites 
about how the hashtag Cody Fears Warhorse was starting to like trend because Warhorse's fans, former guest of the IndyCast, uh, Warhorse, by the way. Um, also buy his merch on fullygimmick.com. Yeah, there you go. Um, <clears throat> but Warhorse, like, I, I don't know if Warhorse started it. I don't know if somebody else started it. But, like, somewhere along the way, it's really picked up steam. And if you're on Twitter at all, just go tap that hashtag Cody Fears Warhorse. Search that out. It is amazing how many people are really getting on this getting on this bandwagon and um, trying to get it moving. I would love to know the, like the kind of the origination point of it, I, I, but it's, it's a, uh, it's definitely picking up some steam for, for the one and only war horse. Um, I, I think it's wild. I hope, I hope it actually turns into something. I know that everybody was waiting tonight to see if it was going to be war horse. It was not, it was uh, Ricky Starks. Um, at the time we were taping this and Ricky Starks is an excellent talent, but uh, I question if because it wasn't war horse, if that's just going to be all the more build for it to be war horse next week or the week after until they finally break down and do it. So, well, I was just going to say, so here's the danger here. So yeah. let's say they do that. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they go, okay, we're going to bring in war horse. He's going to fight Cody, you know, we'll go from there. Right. Now you've given, the raging majority what they want yes so where does that end you know at a certain point it's like well they wanted warhorse to come fight cody okay we they fought and cody beat him okay but now they want him to come back and they wanted to win this time okay are the fans just booking the shows now like where do we go from here well and and i guess here's the here's my thought on this a little bit as it pertains to something like that if you can, obviously you bring Warhorse on, Warhorses has a competitive match with Cody. Cody probably ends up winning, obviously. Um, AEW is, would, would need to definitely take a deep, uh, long look in the mirror. If you've got somebody who fairly organically is making this type of noise, do you need to give him a title right away? No, but should you give him more matches? Should you put him on, you know, put him on AEW Dark? Should you put him on, you know, more on the show and continue to build him up? I, I don't see why. I don't see why you don't. Mm. You've got because finding that type of like, you know, organic interest. Now, mind you, Twitter being you know the the vocal minority we always talk about. But even then, if you can get that, you know, get enough interest, especially for a show like AEW, um, to get people to, to tune in to look and then, you know, continue to do things with that, why not? No, I, I mean, you have to be careful on what the fine line is between the fans showing interest and the fans booking the show, um, which we've proven time and time again they probably shouldn't do. Um, right. But... See, and, that, and that's the one thing that WWE should have looked at for some of the people, especially some they've let go fairly recently. Like Zack Ryder made himself a, a household name almost based off of stuff that he's done online, and WWE ignored it because it wasn't something they created. Um, I really hope AEW is smart enough not to not to do that same thing because um, if you've got somebody that's willing to put in the work and make themselves interesting and get people interested in what they're doing, you should take advantage of that. Um, you should, you should nurture that because if you don't, and, and I think they have, because, uh, actually one of the people that I've always surprised gets, uh, the reaction they, that he does, um, for what he does is, is orange Cassidy. Right. Who like, if you look at the, like, if you try to explain that gimmick, especially to like a non-wrestling fan. Um, you come off like a crazy person, right? But if you show them orange Cassidy, even if you show a non-wrestling fan, orange Cassidy, especially when he goes into high gear, you know, from, you know, the, just the hands in pocket thing from earlier, it's, you're drawn into it. And, and AEW has been smart. They've been, they've seen that there's something there and they're, they're nurturing it. And, and mm-hmm. I think for Warhorse, it's gotta be the same thing. And by the way, credit to Warhorse, who legitimately what? two years ago was running around in like, uh, you know, a, a, a Viking costume. Right. Uh, and has totally changed his look has changed what he's doing in the past just year or so. And has, and has really made himself somebody that, that the internet, 
the internet and the independent wrestling scene is really into. Um, and it, it, same with like Effie, same with um, uh, Donhausen. Um, there, there's a few guys out there that are really starting to get noticed by the things they're doing. And it's because they're taking the time to, you know, get out there and make themselves known. And, and bigger yeah. companies should take, take advantage of that. I agree. It's 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 becoming a kind of a renaissance of like great wrestlers who are also coming up with very interesting characters, and I'm hoping that younger wrestlers can kind of see that and uh, and and kind of run with that and not just go like, oh, I should also put my hands in my pockets. Right? No, you shouldn't. Right. You should. That's not you the should. only. That's not what's working. There's a little bit right. more than that. Right. No, you should. Yeah, no, gimmicks make a difference, everybody. Uh, and I know we, we're kind of the ones to, you know, obviously we're the ones to hype stuff like that. We've said it before, but, you know, find your own thing that get, gets people interested to look at you, but it's got to be your thing. Um, and like I said, Warhorse has done a great job of that. So absolutely good for so him. Hopefully, hopefully this is just the beginning and we will see uh, Cody Rhodes going against uh, Warhorse. Uh, on AEW, that would be so bonkers, um, right? And and you know, and then if that does happen and it goes over well, and like you said, they kind of bring Warhorse on and nurture that thing, then we really can officially state like, okay, appealing to the internet in, in certain regards does have power. You know, really putting the work in still has power. It's not just yeah. like a, you hit the lottery and that's it, right? Or the I mean, in wrestling, don't get me wrong, is always like the people you know type of scenario. Of but, but even then, like if you can get yourself noticed, good for you. So, right. so uh, Zachariah, last thing I want to bring up, we won't go too deep into it because I don't want to spoil anything. But I do know that the uh, the uh, bunker was opened recently. Yes, and uh, more uh, Punk Pro Secret show was recorded deep down under the uh, in the bowels of the uh, the earth just be- just before the crust of the, uh, yes. the molten crust. And uh, tell us a little bit of just about how the tapings went, and if there, what was the one thing that you are excited for people to see from that uh, from that taping? Oof, good question. Uh, no, the tapings went beautifully. Um, I mean, it's still very DIY, and it's still you know hidden away, but um, absolutely blown away. Just blown away at how much everybody worked hard. Everybody outdid themselves from the last tapings um, that people were, we filmed for six hours. No, probably closer to five hours. Yeah. Uh, And nearly 20 different matches. And the energy was high for the entirety of it. Everybody was just completely over the top and just couldn't be prouder. And I will say somebody who may or may not be a champion and who may or may not be uh, a favorite wrestler of a family member of mine, (laughs) allegedly, uh, may have said in an at and at an end of the show speech that punk pro wrestling was the best wrestling happening in Florida right now. And I have it on good authority that if that happened, that, uh, I got real teary eyed and weepy and had to turn around real quick and pretend like somebody had called my name. Um, <laughs> allegedly. So yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, episode five of the secret show will be up this week. Um, by the time midnight on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, it's going to be fantastic. Our first get your shit in scramble of the secret shows. And uh, it's going to be bonkers. And I hope you guys all watch it and enjoy it. And uh, once again, um, as I get my shit in here, uh, ironically enough, definitely go to fullygimmick.com. We're dropping all kinds of uh, new merch and new designs. Uh, just put up an Avery Taylor shirt, which is our first piece of merch. Which looks um, awesome, by the way. Thank you. Uh, just did a huge drop for uh, the glitch, Kai Faden. Uh, we've got a design for Kylan King coming out. And, of course, as, I, as we've said before, um, proceeds, uh, a portion of, of the sales on the Fully Gimmicked website are all going to support um, the Black Lives Matter movement. So very, very important um, 
So definitely go check that out. And again, of course, please subscribe to the uh, Punk Pro YouTube channel, to the uh, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network YouTube channel. Follow us on social media and all that good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, like I said before, in a time of destruction, create. That's what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to steal a spotlight from bigger, more important things that are going on in the world, but this is what we do best. And so we want to you know, continue to create and hopefully help support. Absolutely. And since you had mentioned subscribe, uh, please subscribe to the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network on whatever podcast catcher you're listening to. But iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, we are all on on all of those specifically. Review if you happen to get a chance. Follow us on all social media at IndieCast. Uh, the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network has some. Team Hammerfest has some. This makes no sense. Has uh, as uh, all the social media, and you can also call the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network hotline five four one ninety four nerds n e d r s. Call. Yeah, I was going to say uh, we've been waiting for all y'all to come and talk some shit, and no one has yet. So nobody's talking any shit yet, but that's okay. It is there for your use. We are ready to believe you, uh, <laughs> as, they, as they would say on the as they would say on the Ghostbusters. So uh, so yeah, give us a call. Uh, leave us a really dumb message. We'd love to. We'd love to hear it. Uh, and I think big things. Uh, big things coming up. Lots of interviews coming up. I've uh, just booked up our calendar for a little bit. Good. So, good. Uh, very excited to uh, to bring you back some interviews again as well. So uh, until next time, everybody. Uh, thank you once again, all the dozens of them for listening. I am, as always, Cockulus Maximus. I am the Possum Party Dad. <laughs> and until next time everybody we always say Deuces. um before we we jump into our main topics here i'll i guess i'll i'll end with this um when you're going you know to the theme park it's the summer all that uh are you thinking hat or no hat i uh, see for me because i shave my head and i burn pretty easily i do tend to go hat oh uh, yeah i'm getting laid for sure today um, but what the why was that's, that's why? an internet reference don't you worry about it dad okay yeah you'll have to explain this to, that one to <laughs> me when we get done with the show because I, I don't get that one at all but no I do go hat um, but I have uh, lately turned over to the like trucker style hats uh, Hope I don't poop today. I'm ready to greet the day you fucker <laughs> every single one of you guys has made a whole decision <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street we are, we're touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.